Hello, I'm Scott Millis, senior pastor here at Living Word Family Church, and I'd like to welcome you to our podcast. We want to thank you for joining us today, and we hope that today's message encourages you and equips you in your walk with Christ. Here's today's message. Hey folks, welcome to the weekly broadcast of Victorious Living. I mean, you know, God wants us to live in victory, and uh, we have problems all around, don't we? He, he knew that. He knew that. We've had problems. I was talking to someone earlier today, and I said, isn't it amazing? We're going through things today uh, like we've never gone through. We think before, but there's always been trouble. Ever since Adam and Eve fell in the garden, we've had trouble in, in the world. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through Jesus Christ, our Lord. And so we can we call this victorious living because that's what he wants us to live in. And the last couple of weeks, I was talking about different things. The storms come, the storms rage for a lot of us. We go through different things in life. It could be physical, it could be relational, it could be financial, it could be a number of things go on. They can steal our joy and steal our uh, uh, way of living that God wants us to live. And I was talking uh, basically, what do you do? I started this last week. What do you do when the storm's in the midst of a storm or when the storm comes? You know, because they do come. I was reading just a, a few moments ago in 1 Corinthians 10, 13. It says, no temptation uh, has overtaken you except as common to man. In other words, we're not, <laughs> when you get to the feeling, well, nobody else has gone through this. Yes, they have. It's not as common to man. But God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with the temptation will also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. In other words, he can help you through it every time. Now, down in the comments, it says this, temptation translates a Greek word which can mean enticement to evil or testing in general, including various kinds of trials. We go through a lot of trials, but he says, Thanks be to God who always gives us the victory in Christ Jesus. So what do we do when we, when trouble begins to come? What do we do? Uh, you know, well, the first and most important thing is we need to run to God and his word. Amen. It's, it's his word that's going to help us. Listen to what Psalm 119, 105 says. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. In other words, he's going to help you, lead you out of your trouble. He's going to give you a way that you can think clearly. You can hear the Holy Spirit directing you and guiding you because it is what the Holy Spirit said he would do. He'd lead and guide us into all truth, show us things to come. And we need that kind of guidance, don't we? If you think you can get out here and do everything on your own without any help or any counsel or the leading of the Spirit, you're probably going to fall. And you know what happens then? It says this... uh, in verse 12 of that 1 Corinthians 10, Therefore, let him who thinks he stands take heed lest he fall. We can all fall if we're not careful. So we need a, we needed a Savior, and now we need an advocate, a, a counselor, a, a standby, a comforter, all those things that the Holy Spirit will be for us. Now, when we have the Word of God, what are we supposed to do? It's supposed to be alive in two places, in our heart and in our mouth. That's how we got saved. That's that's how faith works in your heart and in your mouth. And over in Psalm 19, um, 14, it says this, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. I, I felt like David was saying, 
if I'm if if I have the right heart and I'm saying the right things that 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 agree with you, Lord, you can be my strength and redeemer. If you're not, He has no recourse but to let you go on your own. That's that's the problem today. Uh, people will go and live on their own, never con uh, consulting God or counsel of God, and then all of a sudden something will happen. Well, where's God in all this? Well, He's been or He's always been waiting on you to call upon His name to help Him help you through things. Now, in Hebrews 4:14, it says we're to hold fast our confession of faith. In other words. What the Word of God says, that's our confession. We're to confess that. You ever think about this in the Old Testament? They, uh, in Joshua, it says you, you, med uh, you meditate the Word day and night. That word meditate was in the, in the Jewish tradition. It was they mutter the Word of God. They speak the Word of God. They were speaking it over themselves. Well, Jesus told us to do the very same thing. Speak the Word. Speak the Word. Just like the centurion who, who went to, uh, wanted his his servant to be healed, he, he told Jesus, speak the word only and my servant may be healed. You have to do something. We're not, we're not just called to go to church and, and, and get up and, and go off and, and, and leave and somebody ask you what the pastor said and you say, well, I don't know, but it was good. You know, well, we can, it might have been good, but what did he say that would help us? That's what we want to do. Because that one scripture says that's what pastors and ministers are for, is the edifying of the saints, of lift, uh, bringing you a place where you can walk in faith. And in order to do that, you got to know what the Word of God says. Now, we know in Mark 11, 22 and 23, well, you've heard this scripture many times. If you're in a faith-filled church, a uh, Word of Faith church, Mark 11, 23 and 24 we know that Jesus was talking about this. We've mentioned this on this broadcast before, and, and we'll probably continue, you know, to mention it. He's, he's, he's cursed the fig tree, okay, and he's coming back, and the disciples ask him, uh, Peter even says to him, he says, Rabbi, look, the fig tree which you cursed has withered away. So Jesus answered and said, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm deity. I can, I'm the only one that can do that. No, he didn't say that at all. He says, Have faith in God. In other words, that's where we put our faith in, what God has said. You know, there's many voices in the world today, but we want to hear what God says. We want to know what his word says. That's what puts us over in every situation. It's the word of God. You know, they overcame by the, uh, in, in Revelation 12, 11, they overcame by the blood of the lamb, what God has already done through Jesus Christ and the word of their testimony. How I many of you know we have a word of our testimony? If God be for us, who can be against us? We need to know those things in times of trouble and in times of the storm. Now it goes on to say, Jesus said, For assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, well, what's the mountain? The mountain is, <laughs> is sometimes the storms of life, the things that are, uh, that are face, you're facing that seem insurmountable. Amen? But he says, Whosoever say to this mountain, sickness, disease, poverty, perversion, relationship problems. Speak to those things. Circumstances beyond your control. Begin to speak to them that they got to go. He says, be removed and cast into the sea and does not doubt in what? In his heart. His whose heart? Our heart. The ones that's saying it, right? And But believes that those things which he says will be done 
he will have whatsoever he says. So what are you saying tonight? What are you saying uh, in your situation? What are you saying in, in the problems you're having in the circumstances and storms that sometimes rage? You say, well, I'm not going through anything right now. Well, that's even a better opportunity to get in the word of God. So when it does come, and I, I guarantee you, we're not, I'm not prophesying this over you, but it, they will come in your life of some kind. And, and you have to be able to combat that and, and make your way of escape uh, that God has made. And it's through the word of God. Now, uh, James, it says over in James, and I want to read this from the Amplified, so I'm going to use my trusty little um, phone here. It's good for something, right? Uh, rather than games and uh, social media. But in James, it says this in one chapter, uh, chapter 1, verse 22, it says this, be ye a doer of the word. That's, that's the scripture, but I, I want to read it from this. Don't fool yourself into thinking you're a listener when you're anything but letting the word of God go in one ear and out the other. Act on what you hear. This is important. If you want to overcome the storms of life, you've got to act on what you hear. Those who hear and don't act are like those who glance, glance in the mirror, walk away, and two minutes later have no idea who they are and what they look like. But whoever catches a glimpse of, of the revealed counsel of God, the free life, even out of the corner of his eye and sticks with it is no, and is not dis, no distracted uh, scatterbrain, but a man or woman of action, that person will find delight and, and uh, for affirmation in the, in the action. Now, you may not have understood what all he was saying there. I'll go back to the New King James. It says this, be ye doers of the word of God and, and not hearers only, deceiving our own selves. Let's don't deceive our own selves thinking, I, I go to church. Well, I've said this before, the devil goes to church. <laughs> we just got to recognize we go to church for a reason. It's just like when we went to school, we should be learning something and being able to apply it. That's what James is saying here. Don't, don't be just a hearer, be a doer. Now, I've heard it said before that that word doer means, uh, if you break it down into Greek, it means poet. Well, I heard it preached one time that by a man. He came in and he was talking about that. Be a poetic performer. And I probably mentioned this before. Have you ever seen Hal Holbrook used to do Mark Twain? And he'd dress up like Mark Twain and he'd read some of the things and say some of the, uh, the, the things that Mark Twain had said. And you would have thought he had said, uh, wrote them himself and, and you would have thought it was Mark Twain. Well, when we begin to speak the word of God, what God has said, and after we've heard what the word of God is, we can begin to uh, act just like Jesus. <laughs> you know, just like God. Speak, that's what God spoke the world into existence. We can begin to speak problems out of existence and, and write things into existence, right? But he said, don't deceive yourself. Don't think, hey, I, I, I know all I need to know. Listen, I, I like what Brother Hagin used to say. He said, the, the more I learn about God, the less I think I know. <laughs> In other words, there's so much of him that we don't know, but we can have his word and promises. There's so many promises in here that we need to stick to and walk in. Now it goes on to say, if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror, for he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. So we need to we need to keep in mind, we need to be doers of the word of God. Amen? Amen. Now, what else do we need to do in the midst of a storm? 
because there are things we have to do. You know, I, I like it when uh, we live in a, a, in a culture today where somebody, they want somebody else to do something all the time for you. You know, that's, we have a hard time now. You, you may have been out to a restaurant where uh, they got a note on the door, we're not open today, we don't have enough staffing. But you know, there's millions of jobs out there, thousands of jobs, I don't know about millions, but thousands of jobs that people could have, but they don't, they don't want that. They wanna be able to collect something from the governor or have somebody else give them something, but we're not to be that way. We're to be doers of the word, but there's also things we have to do to combat the enemy in the midst of a trial or a, or a storm. And secondly, we have to have a heart of gratitude and thanksgiving and praise for the Lord uh, for the victory in the midst of the storm. That's, that's, a, that's a, a given that we have to be able to praise God right in the midst of our circumstances. Excuse me. There's so many scriptures of this. You know, to be thankful, I always think of thankfulness as, as being a part of uh, 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 the favor of God upon us. When you're thankful, God is so able to help us in times of situations. Right in the midst of your trouble. Here, let's turn, if you have your Bible, turn over to Acts 16. Acts 16, you know these scriptures, but I, there's nothing new I'm going to tell you probably, but, but we need to re, remind ourselves of these things. This is the story of Paul and Silas when they had delivered that young girl that was being used by these men to, to make money that, uh, with a spirit of, you know, that she was... Um, she was being used, I, what's the word I'm looking for? Well, let me just look down here for a second. A girl uh, possessed with a spirit of divination, that's it, met us, who brought her masters much profit by fortune telling. Okay, so they, they cast the devil out of this girl, and then these men complained, and the, the, uh, the uh, 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 local authorities put them in prison, at, and it, they beat them, <laughs> You know, Paul was one of the times Paul was beaten, and they were put in the lower builds and the lower stocks of the prison. And it says, "What what what we do in that time? That's I mean, we've never I've never been like that. Maybe maybe you have. I don't know who I'm addressing out there, but maybe you have. But even it, we, I've never been anything like that. Somebody has not beaten me and put me in a jail somewhere where I couldn't, you know, in the worst part of the jail. That was the bilge area, actually." And so, but here's Paul and Silas. They could have been ones that uh, uh, Paul could have said to Silas, why'd they do this to us? They, don't they know who we are? And, you know, don't they you know we did a good thing for this young girl? We set her free? No, they didn't say that at all. What they begin to do is, listen, they begin to praise God. But at midnight, now this is, they, to me, that could be the midnight hour or it could be the midnight of their situation. And it says, at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to him. Listen, what people are going to listen to see what you do when things don't go so well. They're going to find out where, <laughs> if your bucket gets kicked, they're going to find out what comes out. Are you going to be praising God for the answer, for getting you through the trial? Or are you going to be complaining and carrying on, oh, this didn't happen to me. Listen. We, we have to know that there's a way out. Now, here's the way out they found, they knew. Suddenly, after they were praising God and the prisoners were listening to him, there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prisons were shaken and immediately all the doors were open and everyone's chains were loosed. Now, it goes on to say, and the keeper of the prison, awaking from sleep and seeing the prison doors open, supposing the prisoner had fled, drew his sword and was about to kill himself. But Paul called with a loud voice, saying, 
Do yourself no harm, for we are all here. In other words, they didn't even try to escape. They just stood right there. Paul, and he said, we are all here. Then they called for a light, ran in, and fell down trembling before Paul and Silas. And it brought them out, and he said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? You want a true witness? What are you doing when things aren't going well in your life? Are you praising God? Are you magnifying God? Are you glorifying him? Are you complaining and down and out and full of depression? I'll tell you what, if you want to get out of that, you begin to praise God in the midst of your trouble. Praise him and be thankful. Hey, listen, everything in this life probably does won't go well all the time, all the time. But thanks be to God, I'll say that again, who leads us in victory, always causes us to triumph in Christ Jesus. And I, I think of it this way. If we don't get everything we desire in this life, we got a hell, place called heaven will be our home forever. And I'll tell you what, it, if we can thank God in the midst of our trouble, he has opportunity to come in and help us get out of that trouble. It's If you remember in the Old Testament, I think it was Psalm 78, they, he could do nothing for that people because all they did was gripe and complain and carry on. But when we praise him and thank him, look what happened. An earthquake came. The doors of the prison broke open. They were, they were able to get out of there. And it says, what must I do to be saved, the, the jailer? And he said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved, you and your household. And then they said, they spoke the word of the Lord to, the, to him and all that were in his house. Now, listen, it, it didn't mean that they were saved because that man was saved. He's, the word of God was spoken to all of them. That's why they got saved. And he took them in the same hour and the night, voiced their stripes, and immediately he and his family were baptized. Now, what would have happened if Paul and Silas would have, would have just moaned and groaned and cried and, and, and been all upset? I, I assure you that probably would have not happened the way we read it in, in Acts 16. Now, in Psalm uh, 34, this is what David did. Now, you've heard this scripture before because it's one of my favorite scriptures. In Psalm 34, David is being uh, uh, pursued by Abimelech who's wanting to kill him. And, and David had opportunity to, uh, to do a lot of things. He could have carried on. He could have uh, been upset. He could have, and I'm sure he was, I'm probably nervous or upset or concerned about this, this, he was going to be uh, pursued. Uh, uh, and he pretended, it says here in the, the, the uh, heading of this, a psalm of David when he pretended madness before Abimelech, who drove him away, and he departed. But it says, here's the psalm, I will bless the Lord at all times. That means David's in the midst of his trouble. What's he going to do? He's blessing the Lord. He's praising the Lord. He's magnifying the Lord. His praise his praise. You know, we need to, you can't get into his presence without praise. I will enter his courts with thanksgiving and into his, uh, enter his gates with thanksgiving, into his courts with praise. That's, that's Psalm uh, 100. Amen. Into his courts with praise. So we got to be able to praise God in the midst of trouble. His praise shall continually, that means, <laughs> what's continually? It means over and over and over and on and on and on, in my mouth. And then it says, my soul shall make its boast in the Lord. You ever think about that? Do you ever talk to your soul? Come on, soul, line up. Get to praising God in the midst of your trouble. God before you, he's going to help you out of this. I don't know how he's going to do it and, and probably won't, but he'll find a way. He'll make a way the way there seems to me no way, the scripture says. It goes on to say, 
The humble shall hear of it and be what? Glad. The humble people will say, man, look at that person. I know what they've been going through, but yet they're still praising God. They're, they're magnifying the Lord. And it says, uh, oh, magnify the Lord with me. What's magnification? Making something bigger and louder and larger than your problem. Amen? You're making God bigger, louder, and larger than your problem. You're making the word of God uh, a, 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 way of, a, a vehicle of escape, so to speak. And he says, and let us exalt his name together. Amen? Amen. That's what we're to do. That's why I always say, find a faith buddy. Find somebody you can, you can, that will encourage you to get up and go on rather than go, oh, I agree with your, your misery. You know, there are a lot of people out there who agree with your misery. You get to get around talking about gas prices and your, the problems of the world today and what's going on. And you can find all kinds of people to start talking about that. And it'll, it'll kind of drive you uh, into oppression, depression. But listen, we want to find people to say, hey, look, the word of God says that he's with you. He's with you. He'll never leave you or forsake you. He's walking through this with you and he will help you through it. Amen. And it says, I sought the Lord and he heard me. Man, don't you know when you praise God, he'll hear you. When you magnify the Lord, he'll hear you. And he delivered me from all my fears. Wow. You know, fear is a, is, a, is, a, is a thing that hits us all at times. And somebody said, well, there's some good fear. No, there's no good fear. <laughs> Amen. Because God hasn't given it to us. Because it says he hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. And if you're, if you're going to have a sound mind, you've got to learn to praise God and thank God in the midst of your trouble. Otherwise, you'll be all up and down, up and down. And then it goes on to say this. I'll read some more of this because I love it. Uh, they looked to him and were radiant, and their faces were not ashamed. This poor man cried out, and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. Not just some of his troubles, but what was he? He was crying out. He was praising God. He was thanking God. The angel of the Lord encamps all around those who fear him and delivers them. And Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is man who trusts in him. Oh, fear the Lord, you, you his saints. There is no want to those who fear him. Boy, I like that. I wasn't going to read all that, but I just love it. And I'll tell you what. You need to read these more often. Speak them out loud for yourself. Lord, I just bless you and thank you for such a great salvation. I thank you, Lord, that I'll spend eternity with you and not in hell. <laughs> you know, I, I heard a message here this past week. And, and this person was preaching on hell. And I'll tell you what, it wakes you up. It makes you think. Of, of the price that Jesus paid that we can know him and, and spend eternity with him in heaven. Amen? Amen. So uh, we're going to know these things. Now, uh, Psalm 95. I just got a few more Psalms here. We'll move on to something else. Um, it's uh, I'm always amazed. You get started on this. I figure I'll get through it, and then I don't, which is okay. But in Psalm 95, O come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout joyfully to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving. Let us shout joyfully to him with psalms. In other words, how do we get in his presence? We begin to magnify him over all the other stuff. Well, I'm going through this hard time. Yeah, I know, but God's for me. Hallelujah. Lord, I bless you and thank you that you make a way of escape. You make a way out for me, whatever it is. I'm telling you, read Psalm 107 one time, sometime. 
Oh, give thanks unto the Lord for his goodness and his mercy and his kindness towards the children of men. And he goes on to say all those refrains where they were in trouble and then he they cried unto the Lord and he got them out. Well, we need to go to the Lord first and foremost, but we need to praise him in the midst of our trouble. Amen. Amen. The last one tonight before we get off here is be obedient. Be obedient to the word of God. You know, it's one thing to hear the word of God and go your own way, but it's more important to be obedient to do what he tells you to do. You know, if you want, he says, if you do my, follow my commandments, you're my friends. Not just, you know, you're not just uh, servants or something. You're my friends. So be obedient to what he says. I mean, even know God has a smarter than we are. <laughs> He's much smarter than we are. And and uh, in 1 Samuel, I, I'm not going to read this whole thing, but I want to go back and read it maybe next time. 1 Samuel 15, 22. To obey is better than sacrifice. Well, he's talking, this is Samuel talking to Saul because Saul had done some things and, and he said, well, I, you know, uh, I make sacrifices to God, but he said, obedience, God had told him to do certain things. And I, I'd like to read the whole thing, but we don't have time tonight, but I will the next time. It's to be obedient to what God says. You know, I'm, I will read Deuteronomy 29, or 4, verses 29. I'll find it here in a minute. Where did I say? Deuteronomy 4, there it is. And verse 29. And it says, From where you seek the Lord your God, and you will find him, if you seek him with all your heart and with all your soul. That's an important thing to do. When you're in distress and all these things come upon you in the latter days, and that's where we're living today, when you, when you turn to the Lord your God and hear his voice, for the Lord your God is merciful, a merciful God. He will not forsake you, nor destroy you, nor forget the covenant of your fathers, which he swore to you. He will not leave you or forsake you. He has not forget, uh, get, uh, gotten you, but be obedient to what he says. Be obedient to what his word says. You know, when it says, love, be kind one to another, love one another, do those things. That be, do that. Well, I can't. You don't know in life well, what's happening to me. Yeah, I do, because it happens to just about everybody. But we got to make our way through, and he will help us to do that. So next time, I'll, I got some other things to talk about here and, and how to walk out of the, the midst and walk and, and victory right in the midst of your storm. Because I'm telling you, we all go through things. And listen, I, I've known some people over the years. I remember a couple that was in this church one time. Uh, years ago, they're still good friends of ours, but they're not. They're out. They don't live here in the state anymore. But they they were they were almost destitute. They had hardly any money, and and they had four kids, and and hardly any food in the house. But you know what? They didn't go around telling everybody, "Oh, we need this," and where the where. Now it's okay to make your needs known sometimes, but they never said that. They made do with what they had, and they and you knew you couldn't tell it on their face that they didn't have enough. And so sometimes, you know, we don't go down looking down. Look up to where your victory comes from. Amen. So tonight, I just want to pray as we get as we uh, close here tonight. And if you're going through something tonight, do just begin to do the things I talked to you about. Get in the Word of God. Find His promises, and then begin to be obedient to speak the Word of God over your life. Speak what He says, and begin to get into a habit of giving Him thanks, going around saying, "Thank you, Jesus." that you died for me, gave me life. Help me live my life to, to be a, a blessing to you and bring glory to your name. Amen? Amen. So let's pray. 
Father, I thank you for everyone in the sound of my voice. That this is this is powerful stuff here, Lord. This is ways to get out of our troubles and walk on solid ground and be a, and and walk in victory, which is what you really want us to do. So we thank you for your presence. We thank you for uh, Lord that you gave a, a paid a dear dear price for our salvation. May we do what you've asked us to do. Get in the Word of God. Praise you. Have a gratitude heart of gratitude and begin to see you work for in our behalf. And so we thank you for all that you've done and all you continue to do. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Been good to be with you. I'll see you next time. Thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. And if you enjoyed today's message, consider sharing it with a friend. For more content and information about Living Word, check out our website at livingwordfamily.org. And remember to live the gospel and preach the gospel.